Securacy is proud to be a supporter of ASIO's podcast series. With insightful presenters and expansive subjects, the podcast series is a must if you want to keep at the forefront of the industry. Securacy, security workforce management software reimagined. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Security Insider podcast. And today we are talking about International Security Officers Day. Joining us on the panel, we have Natalie Vinave, General Manager Strategy and Development at SecureCorp. We have Tom Roach, Senior Business Advisor to and former Chief Executive of Certus Security. We have Greg Francis, National General Manager Client Services at MSS Security. And we have Craig Miller, Executive Manager, Group Protective Security and Resilience at IAG. Everyone, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick off with the first question. For those people who aren't familiar, what is International Security Officers Day? And Natalie, I'm going to throw this to you because you've been kind of involved since the beginning and then we'll jump to you, Greg, because you're currently working on the working group at ASIAL for this. But Natalie, perhaps you can tell us a little bit about what is International Security Officers Day? Well, International Security Officers Day is a concept that was developed quite a few years ago but brought to fruition about six years ago, recognising the uh, valuable work that security officers do 24-7, hence the, ch- uh, the choice of um, July 24th is the day in which we've um, we recognise the work that they do. And security officers, when they do a great job, you just don't know that they're there. They're everywhere. They're in the um, supermarkets, their shopping centres, um, every place that you go to um, has a security presence there. You just don't know about it. So it's our way for the industry, well, it's a way for the industry to actually thank them and recognise the work that they do in keeping this country going. And that n- no more um, apparent than the last few years of the pandemic, where um, the reliance on security has increased um, substantially. So that's where it all started from, and we're all proud to um, participate in it and to promote it. And Greg. I mean, that sounds fantastic. Greg, you're you're involved with this now from uh, the working group at ASIAL. So explain to us a little bit about how that's changed because this started off uh, in Australia at least as sort of a an industry movement. Now it's moved under the banner of ASIAL to try and get things moving. So how does that work? Well, I think the first thing to acknowledge is, is what you've just said then. This is a global security industry initiative which originated in Australia, and I think we can all be proud of that. And it, and it essentially calls on the not just the industry but the whole community to acknowledge the role performed by our um, around 120,000-odd security officers in Australia, and as Natalie said, keeping us safe and secure. I think it, the, the fact that it's now come under the umbrella or the banner of ASIL um, keeps it objective in t- terms of um, um, it's not tied to one particular security provider or end user. And um, I've enjoyed sitting on the um, special interest group to help, uh, you know, guide and and hopefully promote um, International Security Officers Day even better than we did last year. Um, These guys and girls do an amazing uh, job around the country. And as Natalie said, 24-7. And um, without it sounding like a cliche, they're often the unsung heroes sitting in, you know, cold, dark, areas in the middle of the night away from their families. So I think it's good that we're really focusing more and with ASIL's uh, input, I think we'll have a much better uh, output. Yeah. Now, Tom, I'm going to come to you in a second, but I'll, I'll just go back to Natalie for a sec. You may or may not be able to answer this question, Natalie, but given your involvement with this initiative since the beginning, can you give us a rough idea, if you can, of what the global uptake has been? 
It's really been significant in the last few years. I think in year one, um, our parent company, Guard Force, they have um, holdings in Hong Kong, um, Shanghai, um, Thailand and Macau. They did a lot of promotion through there and it was taken up by their um, clients as well. And since then, we've seen it um, go, you know, to very, um, to lots and lots of um, countries. So from our perspective, um, we see, I think England has come on board and I think even with, with Certus and a few of the other international companies, like MSS has got the India background, they've all come on board. So it, the reach is really spreading and it's spreading quite quickly, which is good to see. And am I correct in assuming that the eventual goal of this is to get enough of a movement behind the day that we take it, or not we, but that the industry takes it to the United Nations and tries to have it actually approved by the United Nations as an international day? Yes, that is the goal, um, and it would be great if, if that was to happen. Um, I think it's getting some traction now. Greg may have a bit more um, to say on that. He's on the um, actual committee that's pushing for it to happen. But, yes, that is the goal, and then there will be um, a global event um, and we'll just be a small little part of it, which would be great. Yeah. Greg, are there any updates on that at the moment? No, nothing yet. We're not there yet, but that certainly is the goal to 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 get that across the line. So um, there will be um, a, a strong push to to get that. Okay. Now, Tom, you have spent a significant portion of your adult working life as the chief executive of one of the largest security companies in Australia. Perhaps you can explain from your point of view why it's so important to recognise the work of security because. I don't think a lot of people understand, and perhaps you can clarify this for us, what would happen if we suddenly removed security from retail, major events, um, you know, uh, outdoor areas and those sorts of things? What, w- what would happen? Well, business would grind to a halt. Um, you know, security officers uh, touch most members of the public uh, in some way, um, you know, uh, every day. You know, whether you're um, commuting by public transport and you see the security officers uh, on the train network, uh, you know, travelling through airports is a classic example that uh, employs large numbers of security officers uh, day in, day out. Um, major events, you know, whether they're um, concerts or sporting events, would not occur without security officers. Um, you know, they're in the front of house of uh, pretty well every building uh, in the CBD. Um, they... As, was commented before, there's well over 100,000 security officers employed across the country. Um, So they're impacting on the lives of uh, all individuals uh, uh, each day of the year. Yeah. And I mean, look, we'll use the pandemic as an example. I know there was a lot of flack that was given to security during the pandemic around certain things, but the reality is a lot of what occurred during the pandemic wouldn't have been able to function in hospitals, in retail outlets, anywhere especially in the quarantine hotels in those places where we didn't have issues around it, but even the ones where we did, none of that would have been possible without private security. Is that correct? Uh, absolutely. I think um, you've touched on a good point there. Um, yeah, it's the complexity of the work that they do and the fact that, um, especially during COVID-19, um, their duties and requirements were basically changing and they were making decisions based on a changing environment. Um, you know, we're all aware of uh, the amount of times that uh, the restrictions involving COVID-19 changed. Uh, it differed from state to state. And, uh, you know, security guards were working in an environment where it was um, was changing and they had to adapt to it. Um, yep. The supermarkets, a uh, very strong example there where 
without the security guards, the supermarkets would not have stayed open. Um, they were ensuring that uh, people adhered to the restrictions of COVID-19. Uh, many of them copped abuse uh, during the times of um, panic purchasing. Um, so it's it's a thankless job that they were doing, but one that they continue to perform day after day during COVID-19. Yeah, and I'll, another example that I'll defer to, and I won't mention the person or the stadium because I don't want to sort of out people, but I know that there are a number of large stadiums around Australia um, that have been hosting live sporting events and concerts since we've come back from quarantine. And because we still have COVID affecting significant numbers of people, one of the security managers at a large stadium here was telling me they were looking at having to reduce their match attendance by almost 50% because they weren't able to field enough security because of illness to ensure that they could safely evacuate and manage an event in an emergency. So that gives, I think, some degree of indication as to how important security is to the successful running of some of these things. Now, Craig, I'm going to kick it to you because you were one of the original founding board members of another another initiative called the Australian Security Medals Foundation, which again is designed to try and recognise the, the good work that security do. But there's also another twist to that, that International Security Officers Day is about too, which is about changing public perceptions of security. Perhaps you can elaborate a little bit on why that's so important. Well, I think it's important that we recognise security officers because as others have said, they're, you know, they're seen and often not seen. So they're, they're working during the day, they're working afternoon shifts, they're working night shifts. Um, they may work in a control room. Uh, they may be public facing or not. So it's only what the public sees is perhaps the perception of security, whereas they they often work behind the scenes and we're not there when we're asleep. You know, that they are the uns, unsung heroes. They're, they're definitely the, you know, the right people. And at times they're the first responders. So... So they're the first people on a scene or an emergency to provide that first aid or assistance. Um, they are, as Greg said, the unsung heroes, in my opinion, often at times. And that's that's why it's really important to call this out. And I guess that's one of the reasons why we put together the, the Australian Security Medals Foundation many years ago to, to recognise and to lift that public profile of security officers. Yeah. Now, in reinforcing the unsung hero theme, you for a number of years sat on the board and, you know, hosted a, a heap of awards. Are there any stories that came out of those medals that stuck in your mind as an example of the, the sorts of bravery and, and acts of valour that we're talking about that security perform? I think there's two that stick, you know, that, that stick out substantially. One was to deal with quite a what a serious incident at one of the airports and, and a security officer was the first there and there was still some some violent acts going on and they were there providing first aid. You know, I think they, they probably put themselves in harm's way to, to look after people's safety, which is, is, is very, you know, it should be recognised and it was recognised. And I think I think the other one that comes to mind is is there was a security officer who was who was trying to stop somebody from taking their own life and was successful in doing that and, and again, in doing so, probably put themselves at some risk. So they're the sort of things we don't often hear about and they're the sort of things that we call out and we've called out in previously in the, in the Security Medals Foundation. Yeah, and Tom, I know you're now involved with the Medals Foundation, but to come back to your story a second ago, Craig, that one sticks in my mind because that particular gentleman who was involved in saving that person's life, the person was quite cut up because they were determined to 
you know, end their own existence by throwing themselves off the Sydney Harbour Bridge to get to a point where they'd been able to do that. If my memory serves correctly, they had climbed over some razor wire, which had left them bleeding a little bit. And in the process of trying to end their own life, they had said to the security officer involved, listen, I'm HIV positive, just let me go. And the guy didn't. He wrestled with them for the next 20 minutes and kept them safe until the ambulance arrived. And then when police were interviewing him afterwards and said, but you knew that this person was HIV positive. Why did you expose yourself to that level of risk? His answer was, because that's my job. I mean, that's just mind-blowing to me. Um, So, Natalie, can you maybe tell us a little bit about, from a corporate point of view, how companies can get involved in International Security Officers Day? What can they do to help celebrate it? Uh, it's the easiest thing to do in the world, really. It's um, put aside some time, go out there um, and see your stuff. Um, we've commenced sending out the posters. We've ordered the pins. ASIO have got the pins available. Um, and it's really interesting to see staff um, year after year where they get a collection of them that, you know, they've got the... Um, a different colour for every year. Um, and on the day, um, if there's a larger group, we have a morning tea for them and together with clients, very often the clients join us um, and they come out and we have a little, you know, morning tea celebration, thank the staff, uh, recognise the work that they do, um, provide them with their pins um, and go off, um, you know, let them go on with the rest of the day. But there's also the social media aspect um, that, you know, every company now has a, a social media presence and we um, promote it through that um, and get a lot of public response through that as well. Yeah. And Greg, from an ASIO point of view and the, the security industry working group, can you tell us a little bit, bit about what's available to help companies celebrate the day and what resources they can find at ASIO? So there's the the pins, as Natalie mentioned. There's some collateral, some posters that um, that we'd encourage um, not only um, you know our guys internally in the offices, but also our clients get the clients engaged to um, display the some of the collateral out there and and get involved. There's um, on the Asia website. There's a good section of resources that that we can look at uh, just to help give us some ideas and some support to to support this day fully. Yeah. And Tom, what sorts of things uh, do you see companies doing? Because I know you've been involved with this for a couple of years now. And as I mentioned earlier, you've you've become involved with the Medals Foundation. What sorts of things would you recommend to companies? Because it's, it's as simple as, if I understand it correctly, even if you don't do posters, even if you choose not to do pins and do all the other things, it can be as simple as just saying thank you to a security officer when you walk past them. Is that not the case? Absolutely. It's as simple as that. Just uh, acknowledging the fact that they're there. Uh, you know, we've commented the fact that uh, they're the invisible uh, individuals in the community until something goes wrong. But it's really just walking up and uh, thanking of the role that they're, that they're doing day after day. Yeah. You know, other things that can occur on larger sites is, um, you know, to buy vouchers for coffees and morning teas for the staff. Um, because the guys are isolated across... Uh, you know, in a building that could be in the car park, a loading dock, that could be in a control room. But if they're getting, um, you know, some recognition through uh, coffee vouchers and morning tea vouchers, it's a way of recognising the work they're doing. Yeah, for sure. And now, Craig, you're one of the only people, you're the only person on this call who comes at this from a an end user perspective. You actually use security services as opposed to our other guests who are all providers of security services. As a user of security services, what do you do in your workplace that you can suggest to others who are in your position to help celebrate this day? 
we uh, we publish things on our internal intranet um, for International Security Officers Day, and we certainly make make sure that every day we thank our security officers. It's not just about one day, but certainly every day. They are a, a critical part of any corporate business or any business that, that uses security services. And as I said before, often they're not seen. So I know my staff and many staff say thank you and are very appreciative of the services they provide. But there's that that extra recognition on International Security Officers Day that we've been doing now for the last one or two years as well. Yeah. And I mean, it, it really isn't much, is it, to be able to turn around and say thank you to someone for the hard work that they've done, especially if they're going to be the one that's pulling you out of a burning building one day. You want to make sure that you've said thank you to them on the odd occasion. <laughs> Otherwise, you you might find yourself the one left at the top of the stairs. No, I'm just joking. That had never happened. But uh, yeah, it is important to be able to say thank you to people. Um, Greg, I'll throw back to you because we're getting close to our time limit here and I know that I don't want to sort of keep you all too long. If companies want to get involved, um, there's a website, I believe, and a hashtag that they can use to take photos and post things. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, so best to go to the AVIL website and and go to that section and that'll give you the exact, I, I can't remember the exact hashtags off the top of my head, but go to the AVIL website and then look for the ISOD section and that will help you. So when you're posting, you tag that and that gets a lot more coverage. Yep. Okay, fantastic. And that website, if you're listening to this, is www.aziel.com.au. And there, there is actually some information on the MSS website as well, as I'm sure there is on the SecureCorp website and the Certus website. So anyone who does a, a quick web search under International Security Officers Day will find an absolute plethora of uh, information on how they can help celebrate. And as we said before, it can be as simple as do a selfie with your security guard at work and just post it to the International Security Officers Day. Put up a, a great story about, uh, you know, something that you may have done or one of the security officers may have helped you with or whatever it may be. Just recognise who they are. Natalie, is there any other information that you can think of that we need to be aware of for celebrating International Security Officers Day? Um, I think the um, the website at ASIO had some really good um, good things on there. There's a banner that you can add to your emails to promote it a bit more widely. Um, and hashtag ISOD2022 will, um, will filter out for everyone to see. So um, it's it really isn't difficult to do, and I hope everybody comes on board and, and, and joins us in um, celebrating what is really an, uh, an important event for the security industry. Yep. And in, in closing up, the other part of this is if you do have stories about amazing things that the security personnel that you work with and know have done, not only post them on the International Security Officers Day website, but Tom, how can people get involved with the Australian Security Medals? Well, we just spoke getting uh, in contact through ASIO, um, the individual security companies. Um, but, you know, it's really just about acknowledging the frontline employees uh, on the day and, and really not just on the, on, um, the, uh, the 24th, but uh, really every day of the year. Absolutely. And there's space there on the ASIO website as well to download nomination forms, uh, recognise people for awards, uh, congratulate them for all sorts of wonderful stuff that they've done. Natalie, Greg, Tom, uh, Craig, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. 
If anyone would like to know more about International Security Officers Day or would like to get involved in International Security Officers Day, again, can I suggest you go to www.azil.com.au. You will find everything there that you need to know about it. And if you've enjoyed this podcast and you want more like it, there's plenty in the series. You can go to the ASIAL website, Blurberry, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, uh, and any other great place you find podcasts. Thank you very much. Security is proud to be a supporter of ASIAL's podcast series. With insightful presenters and expansive subjects, the podcast series is a must if you want to keep at the forefront of the industry. Security. Security Workforce Management Software Reimagined.